Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with me, Tom, and my learned colleague across the Zoom call. Me, Alex. Hello. Um, thanks for joining again, Alex. And thank you, everyone, to um, who's listening to us today. It's um, We've seen a little spike in, in podcast listeners recently, and I reckon it is um, partly on the back of a spike in people reading our content on, drumroll please, Training Needs Analysis. I mean, again, the last podcast was one a little bit more uh, specifically focused on learning and development rather than our wonders that we often do. Um, And and we're going to continue on a theme, but a bargain today, three for one. Oh, like a three for one. Three for one. So um, the last three podcast um, blogs, sorry, that have been coming out thick and fast, we're going to cover today. So um, how do you create a training needs analysis? What does it look like? And what are those big mistakes you want to avoid? Mm. And of course, sorry, jumping in on your intro, um, there is a very handy guide available in each of those blogs. So, you know, if you haven't already, check out the blogs and uh, maybe do a little cheeky download. Yeah, plug, plug, plug. See you after the jingle. Okay, Mr. Alex. Mm. What's a training needs analysis? Well, that's a very good question. And I suppose what we're doing with this uh, pod and with the blogs recently is we're we're coming down right back to the fundamentals. We're answering the basic question of, you know, what does it even look like? Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you might potentially be someone that's been asked to create a training needs analysis. And now suddenly you're going, oh, right, well, I've never done this before. Or, oh, well, I think I know how to do that, but how do I do this properly? So what we've done with this blog is we've, we're, we're outlining the basics all the way up to oh now I've got my training needs analysis but how do I make sure I haven't fallen down any particular you know potholes or anywhere that's going to cause me trouble later down the line to answer your question simply Tom which is usually how I start but I decided to meander a little bit um, is a training needs analysis is is your way of an analyzing what your business needs to get from the current performance to the place that you want to be within a certain time scale and obviously what that what that takes form of is is by looking at the business looking at every single element and kind of figuring out the areas of development and then looking into the best ways to develop those and to get things where you want them to be obviously it's incredibly wide there's so many things that you could choose to do and there's so many ways that you could choose to do them um, and I suppose that's one of the the ways in which we're trying to take away some of that complexity here by bringing it right back down to the basics and then and then building from there nice i'm going to take that definition which i agree with okay and i'm going to try and simplify it further Mm. it's a plan that's what a training needs analysis is it's a plan of how to get somewhere and how you need to develop people to get there right very right yeah i mean you said it in probably two percent of the words i said so it's definitely it appeals to me it's definitely much more simple so um and i I just but but obviously there's jargon in any whatever industry you're in whatever part of that industry you're in there's jargon um training needs analysis i think is fairly self-explanatory but but ultimately what it comes down to is 
you know, what training does your business need? Uh, and how are you going to figure that out? And that is your training needs analysis. So should we get into how to create one? Let's do it. Okay, so so keeping with the theme of it's a plan, what does any plan need to, uh, what's the starting point for pretty much any plan? Mm. Oh, that's a question to me. Well, it is a question. I mean, I know you know the answer, but. <laughs> now I'm questioning whether I know the answer. But my, my assumption is that if you have a plan, you need an end in mind for where that plan will conclude. You do. Um, you do need a plan. You need a goal. So a training needs analysis should start with your goals. And um, I think it's fair to say that that these training needs analysis, how many times are we going to say that in this um, podcast? <laughs> maybe um, we maybe we abbreviate. TNA, yeah, okay, TNA. Right, everyone, TNA. So your TNA, <laughs> it can be at different levels. So, you know, you could do a training needs analysis on yourself. Um, you know, so what is your personal goal? Where do you want to be in six or 12 months time? Um, so that that is a, a legitimate way to do this. If you're listening to this just as a as a professional who's thinking, how do I get go forward? Um, training needs analysis could be for your team. It could be for your business. If you're sitting there as, a, as an L&D professional uh, in, a, in a kind of a, a role within your business, then it may be that we're saying, so what are your strategic goals as an organization? What do you want to achieve in six or 12 or 18 months time? Um, and that got, has got to be the starting point because that's where we want to unite everyone to get to, um, whether it's, again, yourself or your entire business. So start with a clear goal and write it down and we can refer you to a load of other uh, blogs or podcasts on the importance of individual and and goals for organizations and teams so mm -hmm. that is step one shall we go on to step two let's do it yeah let's keep it moving so in this plan we've got a goal now we need to think about what are the key things that we need to do to achieve those goals and this is where we, we start to chunk down because I know we talked about it might be a strategic objectives for, for an organization. So what are the key skills in your people or yourself that you need to achieve those goals? And again, start to write these down, brainstorm them out, brainstorm them out. You might do this on your own. You might do this with, with a team and start to say, you know, what are those key skills that our people need to achieve those goals? And think around a skill set and you might have hard and soft skills in here so it may be we need to improve uh communications across different disciplines within the organization so okay you, you're too siloed and you need better cross-functional working great that's that's a really good need it may also be that i don't know you need better microsoft excel skills and equally that that is that's a hard skill and, and something that should be uh, going into your uh, analysis here mm, yeah and it's it's like what you said at the start about we're scaling down at this part you've tapped into the vision of the future of your business your people yourself now you're going into those cogs that kind of makes that machine work if the vision is the 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 fluid machine that's doing what it needs to do and, and delivering your results now we're looking into those specific elements and as you say they could be um you might think about where your industry might be in six months to a year. And to use your example, maybe there'll be a higher emphasis on Microsoft Excel or a certain soft skill because that's just the way your business is going to go. Then by doing this now, 
looking into the future, then looking back at these things that are now going to become important in making the bigger vision work. Um, yeah, it's important to analyze and, and really assess how each of those will help you deliver that. Yeah, absolutely. And what I would just say at this point on a practical note of if you're doing this is just brainstorm these out. Don't worry at this stage on um, how like how good you are or or anything like that. Just write down the things you need to be able to do to achieve your goals. Yeah. And, um, and that leads us nicely, sorry, onto uh, point three, which is obviously, you know, as you've just said there, you might now be mapping out all those areas that you're you're potentially looking into and you might like feel a bit flooded by opportunity. There's so much that you could be doing and it's so hard to then prioritize, but then also there's nice opportunity in here because you might then look at current performance within the team and see things that are already what they need to be for your future vision and are already delivering what you need them to deliver. So then that provides a nice opportunity to, to give some great feedback, which is something we love talking about on this pod. <laughs> yeah yeah it always comes back to feedback at, at some point um but yeah i pretty self-explanatory there so yeah that 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 looking at all those things you brainstorm in step two is what's your current capability and is that enough or are you are you skilled enough at those things to achieve your goals and if not they there you are starting to highlight those those gaps um, so a current state versus a desired state. Um, and whether that is something you can do quantitatively, easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> so if you, you might want to, I don't know, grade them one to five, maybe not one to five, because then you always end up picking three. Um, but you can do some sort of numerical scale uh, to, to highlight things here. Or if you're not at that stage where you understand it well enough, you might simply be saying, we need to improve our communication skills. We're not entirely sure where we want to be. And that's when you probably start to involve specialists in that area to help you understand those those gaps in a little bit more detail. So um, the point is to highlight where the gaps are. And if you can know then what can start to fill them, then great. If not, that's when you start bringing in some experts. Mm, yeah. And then we also obviously need to determine where to prioritize. Um which, as you say, when you have this long list of opportunity for, for development, it's hard to do because maybe you start to look at it all and you think, oh, actually, I'd quite like to do all of this now. If it's going to help, then surely this is best to do sooner rather than later. So it is a challenging task to decide you know, what will give the greatest impact sooner and what is what needs to be the priority. Yeah. Yeah. And that is step four, isn't it? Is, is, is um, you know, when you've realized where those gaps are from the, the current state versus desired state is do a prioritization um, exercise. So what now, what in a little while, what in the long term? So again, if you're more on the sort of numerical analytical side, do um, a sort of value versus um, doability scale. That's a, a poor way to describe it. But, you know, you could plot them on an axis to say, how much value is this going to add? in terms of helping us move towards those goals and how easy is it to address uh, those things? Well, um, and, and as you just said earlier, this is a, another lovely opportunity to maybe speak to some external people, you know, people, people such as ourselves who, who do this every single day and can help identify what would deliver what at what stage and, and help make a bit more clarity over these decisions in terms of priority. Absolutely. And, and on the topic of, of involving other people, as I said at the, the top of the pod, 
you know, this this may be you might just be doing this for yourself as a personal um, needs analysis. And you may be doing this at a company level. But what is probably going to be very useful to you is involving other people in this process. So if you're doing this uh, as a self-reflection exercise, get the opinions of others. Uh, whether that is to ask them where you think you can improve for that for that current versus desired state, or indeed once you've got to the point where you've written down where you think the gaps are, see if your colleagues agree. Um, and then clearly at a much broader scale, if you're doing this at an organizational level, you're going to want to map out who your key stakeholders are. Um, and again, use them to gather the raw data at the at the start. So, you know, what are the things you need to achieve um, but then also once you get to the point where your training needs analysis has some gaps uh, highlighted, then sensor check that with other stakeholders in the organization. So not only does that make the, the analysis more thorough, it also is starting to bring in key stakeholders who you're most likely going to need later on in the process. Once you start saying, oh, we're going to provide certain learning resources to people, uh, you're going to need them to feel like they've been part of the process to get that buy-in. Yeah, it's absolutely incredibly important to bring everyone necessary into it. Um, and I was just thinking as well, when we were speaking at the start about how maybe people are starting to do a training needs analysis, but not quite sure what they're looking to achieve by the end. You know, maybe this is an expectation of you that you're not entirely sure how to achieve in terms of creating a training needs analysis. I'd describe the feeling of creating a training needs analysis by the end to be one that's motivational right it's it, it isn't just these are the gaping holes or these are the areas that we're not good enough in it's it's establishing the opportunities to become better isn't it it's it's about taking you from where you are to where you want to be and then having those the plans in place to to get started which is incredibly exciting Absolutely. And and inevitably, look, if you're looking at this, there will be some things where you think I can, I can do things better. But ultimately, you know, your goals, there should be things in there which are aspirational. So if you know you are trying to achieve something and that's exciting, then also looking at the way in which you can achieve that and what you can do to improve yourself to achieve it should be motivational, inspirational, and, and actually something that if you talk about in your teams is something that gets people excited yeah and i i do wonder whether that sometimes creates some hesitation around creating tnas i'm going to use the term tna uh due to you know potentially if you analyze something there's a bit of fear as to what you might find you might not like the the extent of which certain things need to be developed or looked at but actually it's incredibly exciting to do that because then you can really start to get the ball rolling Awesome. So that was the four steps um, for creating your training needs analysis. The next question we asked was, what does it look like? And this should be very quickly uh, something to cover because you've done that. You you know what your goals are. You know what the key things you need to do to achieve them are. You know what your current state is and versus the desired state uh, to achieve those goals. And you've prioritized them. That is your uh, TNA that that's it that is the structure how you present that completely down to you your organization your cultures uh, if you're a highly analytical organization getting some numbers through a spreadsheet to, to show those points is a great idea if you're a creative um, uh, organization then 
in a few slides with some nice big pictures on them, whatever. Um, it doesn't really matter. The point is get it across in a way which shows this analysis to your stakeholders, which will be there at some point um, and that resonates with the people in the organization. Nice and simple. Right. So we said three and one. So the last point are some big mistakes that people can can often fall into or or to flip that into something more positive. What what are the mistakes that people have made before you that we can tell you about so you can avoid them going forward? Yeah. And this this is to ensure that obviously this podcast caters for everyone, you know, whether you're at the start, whether you're uh, in the process of putting together a training analysis, or maybe even you're at the end, you've got something, but you want to you want to check that it's going to deliver exactly what you want. And what we have is is four mistakes that I think you need to to approach with um, an open mind because sometimes especially when you've you're within your obviously your own business you work with people that obviously you're analyzing it can be quite easy to miss certain things so I think that's the one requirement of this part of this podcast is to have that open mind and to to try to be um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for objective yeah yeah avoid biases and opinions and um don't mind read as well before you go into this um the kind of things you're talking about i think mm. perfect and that leads us into number one did you want to start with number one so often a good place to start it is indeed yeah numerically um and what what we've said as mistake number one is when potentially like you've just mentioned the word bias um there there could be people if, if you've put together this training analysis that you see the good in and there may be people that you don't mean to, but maybe you don't quite see the good that they do. It's not that they don't do good. It's just that for whatever reason, you're, you're naturally just not seeing it in, as, as much as in them as in you do in others. Um, and obviously what we're doing for each of these mistakes is we're giving advice for how you can avoid each of these. And for this one, we've said, obviously, it's quite helpful to imagine that you're maybe even recording a fly on the wall documentary. You've been dropped into an organization and you need to figure out what a person's strengths and development needs are and just try and look at it from a third party stance. And this is also where involving people will help mm. uh, get, get it from people's own views on areas where, where they can develop and feedback is a gift is something we always come back to. So um yeah look at everyone objectively and see where uh their strengths or areas for improvement are mm. and actually also leading on to number two is what you can often see is where you do this and you just you cut a little bit blinkered to thinking that everyone is perfect and perfect doesn't really exist there is always things uh, that people can work on whether it's significant or not there is a sliding scale there in terms of kind of the, the effort, the investment or whatever that needs to go behind the training. But is is don't just whitewash everyone and look and say everyone is amazing. And again, for both of these points, a really great way is to get 360 feedback uh, to support your training needs analysis. So that, that may be from the people you're doing the analysis on. It may be from broader stakeholders in the organization. You may get your teams to do... 360 analysis on themselves to 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 fuel the to get the data for this training needs analysis so mm. um, yeah you you want to be as unbiased as possible through the process 
Yeah. And and like you say there, external help and vision is uh, is very crucial in this one. But also it's it's an interesting one in, in looking at your own relationship with feedback, because if you are the person putting together this TNA and you are thinking, oh, well, you know, everyone's amazing at what they're doing. Is it possible that you have a relationship with feedback that just makes it easier for you to just go, oh, yeah, everyone's amazing. Perhaps you're passing up opportunities to give people development advice and and to show that there's a positive intent behind the feedback you're giving them because perhaps you don't quite understand or you don't quite have um the awareness of the true power of developmental feedback um so again something we like to talk about a lot on this podcast and on the blog so there's loads of content that we have um, around addressing that too number three is um past and present focused uh tna so uh, this is not looking forward to so not setting those goals in the future of what you want to achieve and instead just basing it on the the, the here and the now. Mm. And, and very much like we've said with the last two, I, I would say this is a good one to talk to people about, whether it be team or external, just about future being more future focused and, and what could the future look like in order to help you cast your view a lot further than today yeah absolutely and then the final uh one is the perfectionist although i think i'm on i'm gonna throw in a 4b to this oh i'm gonna throw in a 5 or a 4c as well so okay so 4a is being a perfectionist so that is you know spending six months tinkering with your tna until it is the perfect document don't waste all that time do it quickly is often the best way to do these analysis of, of of anything to be honest but do it quickly get it down on a piece of paper write it out and then start talking about it and it'll evolve it doesn't need to be perfect mm. and the 4b i want to throw in is the biggest mistake which is just not doing it oh because that was my like, five ah there you go oh. <laughs> <laughs> and not doing it because and I link it to perfectionism because you might think it's a big task. It doesn't need to be. Just get it done, down and dirty on a scrap of paper if you need to. Get together with your team for an hour and you can you can knock something out and have a plan. But do it. Yeah. Because no matter how good your training provider or your learning partners might be, you know, if you came to Excel and said, I want to do a, a management program, and I'll say, that sounds fantastic. Why do you want to do a management program? If you say, I have no idea, it just sounds like a good thing to do. We're not going to achieve amazing things together because we don't know what we're trying to aim for. Exactly. And and it's like you said earlier as well, in terms of, you know, obviously not doing it is is a fifth mistake or a 4B mistake. Um, but to go back on four as well, about just maybe hesitating in the, in, in the, uh, in the pursuit of perfection, this, this a t- a TNA is very much based off of, where it's reliant on time, isn't it? What you analyze today, whilst a lot of it might still apply in two, three, four months time, is very much likely that there may be new things that you're then completely blinded to because you've hesitated for so long. So in your, you know, oh, this needs to be perfect, because of the time you're taking, it actually may become more and more unreliable. Awesome. Well, that was um, our podcast covering training needs analysis. So Hopefully um, that has maybe given a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of inspiration to, to go out and do some sort of quick and dirty TNA on yourself or your team or your business. 
um, so that we can all be striving forward to, to I'm going to do a plug here, learn, grow and succeed. Oh, beautiful. Brilliant. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to add another plug. Same one I added at the start. But if you obviously you love this podcast and you, uh, you enjoy the blogs, then consider downloading the guide. Um, you know, we all like to learn in different ways here. We can, you can listen, you can read obviously over on the blog, but some people just like to get stuck in and, and to give it a read and do it themselves. So the guide is there exactly for that. It's on the website. We'll add a link somewhere, wherever it's helpful. Awesome. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back in a week or two with the next installment on something very exciting. I have no doubt.